If you liked it, you should have put an Elden Ring on it. That's singular, not plural. Today on. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Press Me to Cancel, the greatest podcast you'll listen to, at least until Monday. I am Sick Jake, your host this week, but not alone. I'm joined by my good friend, Chard Bunk. Chard, how are you doing this week? What's going on, guys? Happy to be here. Happy to be invited to uh, to do this. I thought you were going to do this alone, so thanks for calling me up. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm glad that at least somebody here can step away from Thanksgiving dinner, because it is Thanksgiving today on a Friday. I would know this as the, you know, American expert up in Canada. Yeah, you missed it by day, but that's cool. Fourth Thursday of every November, Jake, just like your third yes. Thursday of every October. I, oh, I don't, it's like Easter. It just moves around too much. I don't know. All right. So today's a special it's always episode. On the theme. It's just four in whatever. What? No, it's whatever. anyway, it's fine. Forget dates. The important date, <laughs> the important date is next week. The Game Awards is going to be announcing the winners. The Game Awards is this, you know, a yearly game show or game show. Game Awards for video games is done by Jeff Keighley, one of like probably the the more pronounced individuals in the game gaming industry community. Um, the nominees were released last week. And when we looked at that list of nominations, we saw a lot of familiar faces. Uh, well, one face, and that's Elden Ring. And we want to talk about that. We want to talk about Elden Ring and maybe discuss, you know, the recognition it deserves and the recognition it doesn't so much deserve. It deserves and, uh, you know, maybe, all the recognition, sir. All of it. Well, not, no. all of it. I don't no, know. All of it. But there's, there's other games on, on the nominees too, that I, I think we both disagree with to a degree. So we wanted to kind of go through the categories that matter to us and just talk about some of the nominations and see. So we're going to start with the list. We're going to start with the ones on the bottom and work our way up. And we're going to start with best debut indie. And some of these titles we played, and some of them we've heard of, and some we've never heard of. Uh, so I'm going to read these for the benefit of our audio listeners. We've got Neon White, Norco, Stray, Tunic, and Vampire Survivors. Chard, what do you think about these indie titles? See, I I, I don't know the first two, but Norco, uh, ge- Geography of Robots? That sounds kind of neat. But if we were basing this purely on name... I'd probably go with Norco just because that sounds neat. I've never played it. No idea. However, we do have two games on here. One that we did talk about extensively actually did a whole episode on it. Uh, Tunic. Uh, I won't right. get into too much detail. If you want to know how our feelings about Tunic, you can go back and listen to the older episode. We liked it. Well, spoiler alert. Everybody enjoyed it. that played it. And we were all quite surprised. However, I, I am going to talk about Vampire Survivors. Now, Vampire Survivors... Jake has been trying to pitch this to me as a game of the year and he's wrong for weeks and that's fine. <laughs> it's yeah for weeks, but he's wrong and it's okay. I, I love you no matter what, but there are some things we need to discuss here about game of the year. Vampire survivors, though a fantastic game. And I think a great, uh, a great indie call out, um, not game of the year, but for those of you who haven't played vampire, but, uh, survivors, I don't know how much it is now, but I we got it when it was like three freaking bucks. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, it's the best best three bucks I spent. And uh, after getting the Steam Deck just recently, 
uh, has completely changed my outlook on on Vampire Survivors. Now, again, I'm not saying it's the greatest game of 2022. However, it is a great A, time killer, uh, right. B, very much more in-depth than I thought it was going to be. Um, I will tell you that the minute I fired it up, I just kind of stared at the screen going, what am I supposed to do? This is dumb. And then I played it for what ended up being two hours without knowing it. So, you know, it's easy to get lost in. And, uh, I, you know, with Tunic being on here and Tunic really being a spectacular game with a lot of depth to it. Now, I know I'm getting into the deeper parts of Vampire Survivors, so let's not. I'm not going to say that it's shallow by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But having finished Tunic and and had reflected on it, I kind of have to lean on Tunic for this voting on this one just because of there wasn't... When I fired up Tunic, it looked great. It sounded great. It played great. You know I'm a big Dark Souls guy, so it played in that kind of similar difficulty fashion, and I appreciated that. Um though the lore was really kind of very buried underneath everything that was going on and you had to kind of dig for the lore um i still really appreciated it so i i I, if i had to vote which i did i voted for doom yeah for me and for best indie debut it's tricky because vampire survivors is a game i like quite a bit and i argue and i say that's game of the year contender it probably will not win for my personal game of the year and i'll tell you the main reason why is that it's not an original idea Vampire Survivors is actually based on a mobile game called Magical Survival. And it's basically, I mean, it does everything Magical Survival does and better, but it's not an original idea. And I think that for alone is why it would never get Game of the Year for me. But when it comes to best indie debut as the first game from this, this studio, I don't even know how big the Vampire Survivors team is. I don't think it's very large. It's definitely a stellar first game, but it's no Tunic. Tunic from Vinji is just no. epic across the board, right? Like Like the style, the music, like you said. And it just gets so deep. And there's a rabbit hole at the end of that game that I won't I won't spoil. But it's deeper than you think. And there's a mystery in a in a just a just a whole atmosphere of tunic that you don't see in the other games on this list. Um I've seen some footage of Stray and it looks okay. Uh Norco Norco, I've never even heard of. Neon White I've seen. It's like a run-based uh time trial type game. It looks fun as hell, and it's also a very stylish game, but tunic to me. Not only is best indie debut, but it's, it's. I think it deserves to be in other categories. But if we look at just indie games, I think Tunic is a is a clear winner for me on this list. I'd have to agree uh, wholeheartedly. I mean, I, I I was hooked from the minute we started playing it, and we were all just like, "We got to talk about this. This is this game yeah. can't go unnoticed. We have to put some light on it. We have to bring it to the populace." Um, yeah. And again, let's talk about real quick about accessibility allowing the game to be accessible to anybody who wants either oh, yes. a combat challenge or just a puzzle solving challenge or whatever that just already puts it over the top of anything else that could be in that category that I'm aware of. Maybe the other two that we didn't play or I don't know about have that, but the fact that tunic has that and allows you to do that, but it's not easy. <clears throat> if you take damage off, you don't just breeze through the great, the game. You're not, right. you're not done in two days. There's still a lot of challenge to it even without fighting all the stuff. So, but so yeah, like, I, my I th- vote goes to tunic. I'd say two, two, zero tunic. <clears throat> yeah. And I, I think out of the four of us who played it from the, from the podcast, I think we all played it with different accessibility options turned on. And I think two of uh, two or three of us would have probably passed this game entirely, if not for those options. Mm-hmm. So I think it's great for that alone. Yep. Yeah. It's just, 
I hope to see Tunic more in these other on nomination lists. Vampire Survivors, as far as I know, is only on best indie debut, and that's a shame because there's other parts of that game I think should be called out as well. It's a shame that's in one category because both of these are really fantastic games. All right. Uh, Creator of the Year, I don't think we care so much about. Uh, best multiplayer game. I'm almost scared to open this. Uh, so for those who are listening, the the Golden Joystick Awards, which had their winners announced this week, actually listed Elden Ring as best multiplayer, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, for the Game Awards, their best multiplayer nominees are Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Multiverses, Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, and this is interesting, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Uh, this is an interesting selection of games. Call of Duty, of course, makes sense. Overwatch 2, people are kind of not really speaking well of. It's weird that that's here. Yeah. But I think the game yeah. between you and us that, we, that probably stands out is that we all played as on Press B Shredder's Revenge and loved it. Yes. Uh, this is when I voted, this is the one that I voted for. But I mean, there's yeah. there's a lot of nostalgia attached to it. It reminds me of going to the arcade and and funneling quarters into the original arcades. And and it where where there's been a lot of Ninja Turtle updates in the TV show and stuff like that, it still fell back to our old roots, our old nostalgia that we remember of playing with the Ninja Turtles. Um <clears throat> it was fun. We played it for two hours and we finished it, but we wanted to go back at it again. There's oh, a lot sure. of replayability, even even though it's just, you know, it's just a beat 'em up. It's just a simple beat 'em up, but it that's where I think it got us, or what I can't speak for Jake, but I can speak for myself. I think it hooked me on its simplicity. There wasn't a lot of crazy button combinations. There wasn't some like you just getting your butt kicked by bosses here and there and all over. We had a blast playing it. And this was the second time that I played it with a group of people. And I, I gotta say, Call of Duty first person shooter i'm not a big first person shooter guy myself but i know it's more popular amongst the team uh multiverse is a a smash brothers clone uh that was created within the dcwb universe so there's some interesting things and the fact that they put shaggy in there was pretty funny from the whole uh <laughs> a bunch shaggy of other characters that too. was neat yeah right and oh you know over everybody knows overwatch it's the whole you know uh team group support dps tank thing but within the first person shooter i've never played any of the splatoons myself or splatoon splatoon splatoons <laughs> myself um but i know jake's played you've played this the third yeah, one, yeah? Spl- Have you played splatoon it? 2 was great i put a lot of time into splatoon 2 so, uh, so have my kids we bought the third game and while it's good honestly feels just more of the same i don't feel there's anything stand out new that makes it better than the second game it kind of just is more of the same and I would I would even argue Overwatch 2 is more of that. It's the same idea with Overwatch. It's the same as Overwatch 1. Yeah. I mean, there's a 2 at the From end of it. From what I've watched different. and seen, yeah. yeah, I feel like they just put a 2 at the end of it. And maybe there's some yeah. newer characters that I don't know about. But it's just, it seems like more, like they could have just made it a DLC and, you know, added these extra characters instead of putting, you know, yeah. a big thing. I mean, it's free to play. It's There's some paywall stuff to it, but it's free to play. So you, I can't argue about they made the game free. But Ninja Turtles was chef's kiss and and we're a retro podcast so i mean it's gonna it's gonna kind of a, <laughs> yeah we're by we're a little yeah. biased i mean let's not argue about that so um yeah my vote goes uh shredder's revenge without question <clears throat> but but i will say like splatoon 3 overwatch 2 more of the same multiverses is a smash clone and then call of duty i mean i'm sure it's great for people but it's, it's call of duty so how interesting is it that out of all the multiplayer nominee nominees four out of the five are rehashes of previous games 
are clones of other games. That's, right. That's usually weird to me. Shredder's Revenge. I mean, it's a it's a a reboot of a of a style of game from the '90s, but still, that's the most unique on this list, which is kind of interesting to me. But yeah, I mean, Shredder's Revenge is fantastic. So I think I think I voted the same way as well. I mean, the rest, um, whatever. Nice. That's interesting. So that's best multiplayer. We're two in, and uh, we haven't argued about anything, Jake. Well, it's the same. The ones at the top are. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> we're, uh, we're leaving the heat sports? for the oven. Don't worry. Best sports and racing. I don't know. Do we care about these? No, no. Sports I like to racing. leave my sports on the TV, and I know you're not yeah. a biggest sports fan out there. So that's we'll. Yeah. I'll leave that category to myself. <clears throat> Skip that one. What else we got? Some of these categories are a bit fluffy. Like there's a best adaption one, for example. We're just about films and stuff, and it's silly. I kind of um, can we see? Can we look at the best um, up and coming? Can we can we look at that you one? Maybe that? judge that one a little bit. Oh, most anticipated yeah, let's see game. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That one, that one. Okay, so most anticipated game, basically games that have not released yet but are coming out. Uh, Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil Four. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the remake. Mm-hmm. Come on. That's the remake. We'll talk about that. And Legend of Zelda Tears of the yeah. Kingdom. Yeah. And this is this is why I like the Game Awards, to be fair. I like it because it's it's basically an excuse to show trailers for upcoming games. Like, I mean, the award shows like the Oscars, right. the Globes, they're all the same. They're all fluff. But I like the trailers. But it's interesting that you have a category for games that aren't even out yet. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. How anticipation. There's There's so many games that are coming out that are highly anticipated. But yeah. here's and we talked about this here. I have a beef with this personally. Um, there's two things in a category that I think should not be allowed in. This is all personal. You can hate me for it. I don't give a crap. One remakes. I love Dead Space. I'm a big Dead Space fan. It's coming out right. in January. There's a remake of it. I would not vote for it because the game's already out. Yes, you did some cool stuff to it. You made it look different. You cleaned it up. Whatever. Who's to say it's not the same exact game that was released a while back and and is it because it's more pretty or it's more done up that it gets it gets the nod now? As much as Resident Evil 4 is very popular and a lot of people like Resident Evil 4, I don't think the remake should be in here. That's just my personal opinion. Secondly, I forget what the other one was, but I guess I was so hung up on this <laughs> remake thing. Oh, if a game has been out for three months in that year, uh, no, no. You cannot vote for a game of the year if it's not been out for more than at least half, if not more, of the year. I, this that that stuff right. drives me crazy. But that's well, there's I don't there's a the category, category coming up where we can talk about yeah. that more. But I, I think I disagree with you there. I get the point, but I think I disagree with you there. But I am with you on on like for remakes. Sometimes remakes can be really fantastic. Resident Evil Two remake was actually quite a bit different than the original. Resident Evil 4, mm-hmm. though, I think that's been... Re- this will be the second time it's been remade. That seems wild to me. Like, what the has hell are they doing remade, there Has it been remade, or has it been, like, has it been like remastered? Because, I mean, there, you know oh, there's a okay. difference between... Yeah. We splash okay. some paint on it, it looks better. But yeah. if you're going to remake something, and let's take Dead Space, for instance, they are doing a whole bunch of new stuff to it and adding right. some aspects that they didn't have before, like the, uh, the, computer, the AI randomizer that's going to be in there and all that other stuff. Who's to say they're not going to do the same thing? But again, like you said, what is this, the third remake, remaster, or whatever? Yeah, something like no, that. You've had like, you're just going to keep making it more beautiful until somebody goes, hey, you know what? Let's grab that guy. You know, it's it's silly. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. No much how much makeup I put on, nobody's going to come up to me and be like, hey, you're pretty hot. We should put an award on you. That's just... Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and November in chat, but I'm the same for 16. thing. Re- 
Oh, of course I'm you pumped are. for 16. Let's go. Let's go. But Hogwarts Legacy, I'm pumped for that too. I'm not going to lie. Both of those games were very difficult to vote upon. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a, the family's a pretty big Harry Potter nerd over here. So having an open world Hogwarts type aspect to the game where you get to choose your house and all that stuff, that's, that's like every little fucking nerd's dream, right? I mean, that's, it's, You're not it's going to be cool. Yeah, yeah. Like I, when I told my wife about Upkim Games, and like she she doesn't play a lot of games, but she's into certain games pretty heavily. And when I mentioned open world Hogwarts game where you get to join houses and do spells and stuff, the first thing she said is, "Well, is there Quidditch in it?" No, <laughs> but everything else she's pretty hyped for, and that's okay. Yeah, I, I think I that will be interesting to Quidditch. see. I love <laughs> probably the only Quidditch. only one. I played the hell out of that game. I did. I don't know. For me, it's oh, Starfield. Because I love, I, as janky as Skyrim and all the Elder Scrolls games are in Fallout, I still love those games. And it's been so long since we've had a new one. So I can't wait for Starfield. It's, I'm trying to imagine Skyrim in a sci-fi setting. I don't know if I can wrap my brain around that. I hope it's good. So I'm hyped right. for it, but we'll have to see. I think my problem with Starfield is that I've been overly saturated with Skyrim and the 18 different variations and versions of Skyrim. Speaking of remasters. I love Skyrim. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely love Skyrim. I didn't get to finish it, but I, I loved the Skyrim playthrough. I, I really like um, the uh, Elden Scrolls like look and feel. Um, yeah. Elder Scrolls, not Elden. Um, but I think I think Starfield's going to be really cool, but I, I need to see it. I need to that one needs time to kind of marinate for me for it to be like, oh, it is something new. It's not the same thing as Skyrim, and it's eighteen other variations that's been released. Wait till the mod but, community gets their hands on that crap. Oh, yeah, that's when you have every time there's a new Elder or El, Elder Scrolls game, the mods is what defines it. Like three, four years after the fact. The one thing about Final Fantasy right. sixteen I want to bring up that's weird to me is um, there's some controversy in the news. When during a conference, somebody asked Yoshi P, who's the guy who did Final Fantasy 14, he's doing 16, 14, he's, yep. he's one of the producers or something on it. And somebody asked him, Well, how come there's, to be honest, there's, there's not a lot of people who are not white, it's mostly a white cast. And his answer was honestly kind of lame, um, especially when there's been games in Final Fantasy in the past that have been more diverse in their cast. He basically said they were trying to build a world that was based on the Renaissance or medieval periods. And left it at that, as if to say there was only white people in the Renaissance and medieval periods. And you're trying to keep a realistic spin on Final Fantasy. Are there's are there chocobos in this game? Are you summoning shit? Are, yeah, yeah, you there are. Were, <laughs> no, there were chocobos in 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 the Dark Ages. That's so, there. No, there wasn't a lot of yeah. information back then. We don't know. Yeah, it's it's kind of a it was kind of a lame answer to it's not it's not exclusive to Final Fantasy 16. There's many games where di diversification is bad or is lacking, right? right. And I'm not say the game is bad, but right. it's just when you look at games in the past in the series that had some great characters that were not white, right? Like you had like uh was it Barrett in Final Fantasy 7 is a classic character. Mm -hmm. Um 12 had mm -hmm. one, no, not 12. Was it oh, what's his name? In oh. 11, the one that you like. <laughs> 11 11 is the online 11 one. or 12 12 is the 12 is the one that's the um that's like tactics it's in the tactics world that's, yeah that's well there's 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 one of them. maybe it's 13 there's another there's a few games where there's there's a good better cast than, than this seems to have oh yeah 13 no yeah zash zash, zash. yeah zash that's is great yeah, he's, he's like the he's father, an amazing character yeah that was 13 yeah, 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 yeah that guy's dope i like he was one, one of my favorite characters in that entire garbage playthrough of that game because what I've seen of that game, I liked him better than Lightning. He had more personality than Lightning did. So anyway. Yeah. No, he's he's definitely, I think, out of the whole 
series of that, he is like the fan favorite. I've I've not heard very many people that are like, oh, I don't know who that is. They're always like, yeah, it's yeah. Ash is badass. That's the best guy. Yeah. Agreed. I have to play that game. <clears throat> but um, I mean, otherwise on that list, Zelda, of course, is gonna be hype. Breath of the Wild is amazing. The sequel, I'm really hoping turns out good. But anyway. Nice. Um Sim and Strategy. I don't think we care about these ones, do we? Sim and Strategy nominees mm-hmm. are Dune, the Spice Wars, Mario plus Rabbids, uh, Two Point Campus, Total War, Total War, Warhammer 3, and Victoria 3. I don't mind a strategy game, but I don't recognize any of these really. I don't know about I you. I mean, Dune Spice War, uh, I'm being a, a Dune nerd, that's that's kind of a that'd be a cool little RTS, I think. Um, yeah, the last RTS I played was Rise of Nations. So it's been <laughs> it's been a while. 2003, yeah. I think, was the last time I yeah. played any kind yeah. of like strategy RTS like that. I I loved Rise of Nations. I thought that was a. I think it won an award too. Uh, back in yeah, the it was day great. When I got it, but yeah, it I played that one. Uh, Mara Rabbits also just came out too, which is kind of like I'll save that argument about games that just come out for the game awards. But let me see here. So there's that one. I don't think Two Point Campus has even been out. And Total War War Warhammer is literally. Like on everybody's shoe, it's everywhere. You can't, you can't walk two feet without running into Total War Warhammer of some kind. Um, I made that distinction on my stream today about there's a workshop, yeah. game workshop. Did not know that was the name of the company that runs Warhammer, and uh, I, I was like, oh, cool board games, and they're like, nope, nope. You get to buy figurines and paint them, and I went, and that's all that's they sell. Dog, yeah, sorry. I, I heard the, I heard, like, I love Total War games. I played some Total War games in the past. I've never been a big fan of the Warhammer lore. It's too intimidating to me. Like, there's a lot there, and I, I just couldn't get into it. But I heard good things about the game. It's but deep. Yeah, I, I haven't played a strategy game in forever. Yeah. Uh, Great. Best family game. We've got Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars, Skywalker Saga, Mario Plus Rabbids, Nintendo Switch Sports, and Splatoon 3. A lot of Nintendo on this list. In fact, I think they're all on Nintendo. They're all on Nintendo. Lego Star Wars yeah. is probably on Steam. Yeah. I don't think it's on Steam, but the rest of those, yeah, I've um, I've not, but I've watched I've watched a few people play the Kirby one. Seemed kind of cool, and Lego bad. Star. I mean, any any Lego adaptation of a game is you always get into it going like ah, this is good kid stuff, and then you find yourself playing it for like three hours, going oh, this is really yeah. cool. So I I like I I have a very fond appreciation of the of the Lego games that they've redone. Indiana Jones, all the Star Wars ones that I played. Um, I think they're pretty hype. I think I voted for Kirby just because I have a soft spot for Kirby. Um, he's got yeah. a lot of soft spots too. So, you know, <clears throat> very funny. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I voted uh, for Kirby uh, as well. I played Kirby: Forgotten Land. It's not my favorite Kirby game, but it's not a bad game. It's it's different. What? That's interesting. What about Kirby makes it quote a family game? Like, what is it? Just because it's kind of cute and it's a platformer and it's not or is it like can you play so, with but it's can you dark. play with your group is yeah, it? it forgotten land yeah. i mean as is dark calling it dark like it's a kirby game so it's not you know last of us dark but you're you're playing in like an abandoned city where something has happened where there's nobody alive left alive except for you know the enemies um it's That's very run down. It's, it's like a post-apocalyptic setting in a way but it's kirby i did not beat it but the bosses the are huge Kirby's. and terrifying. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting game. Like it's huh. it's like a gritty Kirby, if such a thing can exist. It's still cute as hell. Gritty and, Kirby. Oh, it is <laughs> Kirby. Kirby Magnum. X well, X NYPD detective. 
tries well, to figure so out why the streets are decimated. <laughs> it's like Detective Pikachu, right? Same thing. It's funny because yeah, yeah, it yeah, has yeah. a thing called um, mouthful mode, and that's the term. That's the official term is mouthful mode. And it's Kirby. You know, he's, he eats things and takes their powers. Well, because you're actually in, a, right. in an actual realistic city, you can eat things like a vending machine, and he mouths a vending machine, and you're shooting cans of pop out of it. Or you're mouthing a car, and suddenly Kirby's driving a car around. Like it's like you're you're not really like devouring an enemy and taking their power. You're eating inanimate objects from the real world and using that briefly. It's it's weird. Is it like? Yeah. Is it like that Mario? Was it? It's not Mario Galaxy, but the the Switch Mario where he's like oh, in uh, real world. Yeah, Odyssey. Yeah, where kind he goes of. into like the real world. Is it like that? Okay. Yeah, the New Donk City oh. where it's like a New York City, and it it feels wrong. That's that's what it is with Kirby. Right. It's Kirby. It's cute. The characters okay. are cool, but then the world feels different. And it's 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 mm. kind of again, it's not bad, but it's weird. Um, okay. Best fighting game. Oh, fighting game is interesting. I heard about this category. So best fighting game. I know you probably mm -hmm. don't play very many fighting games. I I tend to try some of them. Uh our nominees are DNF Duel, which is based on a mobile game. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, All-Star Battler R. That's an anime fighting game, if you ever heard one. King of the Fighters, yep. was that 15? Multiverses probably and Sifu. Sifu is not a Sifu's fighting dope. game, but it's not it's a fighting not, game. Though. It is not. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Sifu is a great, great game, but it's a beat em up. It's not a fighting yeah. game. I mean, you, you fight in it, but it's not a fighting. That's okay. Yeah. Sifu like, deserves some, <laughs> some love. And I don't like that. They squeeze. They, 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 what are they shoehorn this into this category? Like why is Shredder's <laughs> Revenge not, not in best fighting game? If that's the case, right? Cause that's also beat him up just like Sifu. And that's, it's weird. It should be me. an action game. It should be in the action yes. game, not the beat him ups. I, I really like Sifu. I thought, yeah. I thought that was a really great game, but for it to be fighting a street fighter, fighting is mortal Kombat. fighting game is it's yeah. King of fighters. It's samurai showdown. It's, it's those kinds of games. It's not yeah. dark souls. It's beautiful beat em ups. And like they described the category as best fighting for the best game designed primarily around hand head to head combat. There's no head to head in Sifu that I'm aware of, unless well, they no, have a, right. unless they've added something that that I don't know about. There's no head to head. There's no. Right, it's not I'm not versus right? seeing you. Yeah, we're not going to get yeah. out and fight each other here. We're I'm playing it it's like weird. you play it like Dark Souls. It's it's about the challenge of trying to use your different skills to get through an area, yeah. not you know beat up your friends. That's yeah. crazy. I, I do wonder if this is one of those where they wanted to recognize it because Sifu does look really cool, but I guess they didn't feel great, it fit great. anywhere else. Yeah, I, I heard it was. A good I one. was extremely, extremely lucky to get uh, a copy from from the company. Uh, they we reached oh, really? out to them and they they sent us one. Yeah, we got to play oh, it damn. before its release. Man, they were super nice. It's great, great people. They were very. It's they're very like this is all the stuff that has to do with the culture of the game and why we went in this direction. And we're using this because of the Chinese lore and this, that, and the other. And then we played it and it was like, this is fun. This is fluid. It's hard. It is very difficult, yeah. but uh, that's a game I need to get back into. That game was spectacular and it, it shouldn't be in the beat em up in the fighting. It should be in the beat em ups and it yeah. should win an award because it, it is that good. Like honestly, I wish they put that more into indie de indie debut. I guess I have to look at the studio more and see what they've done in the past. Yeah, but, yeah, that would make that would make sense if they put it in indie. But they yeah. they always make when you talk about indie games, they're always these oddball, cute little games that 
You know, yeah. I mean, Vampire Survivor is not cute, but it's still oddball. It's still off the cusp. You know, it's not, you don't get Vampire Survivor because it looks like uh, Skyrim. You don't get it because it looks like, uh, I don't know, Bubble Bobble. It, you get it because it looks interesting. It's got retro elements and aspects, but it's got a weird play style. And then it's just survive, you know, and that's all it is. Right. But it, when you, when these people rank the indie games, it's always got to be some weird, quirky little <laughs> kind of game. And I, yeah, I, and I don't you. always appreciate that because Sifu isn't, is technically an indie game, but it is, it's more, I don't know. It's not quirky. There's not a lot of cork to it. It's not this weird little, the Michael Sarah of freaking games. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Uh, so November and chat's mentioning that they did Absolver before, which is another game I heard good things about, but because they've done another game, this is not their debut. So I, I, you know what? And that makes sense to me that they couldn't put him in indie category because the way they worded it. So they had to put him somewhere else. It's just a shame that's in the fighting game category. At least so. it got love. I mean, at least it got yeah. some recognition and I'll, I'll, I'll hand it to that, but I don't know. I wish they had put it in, in someplace extra, but, but at least it's there. I, I shouldn't be mad that it's in a weird category. I should just be happy that it's there. So I'll, yeah. I'll take that. And I'm sure they are too. I'm sure they're like, well, hey, at least we're here. Right. At least we made it. So, you know, if right. they, they called me the greatest Coke drinker. At least I made it into the awards, you know, even though I hate Coke. Just don't, just don't ah. give it to Dr. Pepper. Yeah. So here's a category. Ah. This one. This is one that makes sense to me. This is best role-playing game, and the nominees are Elden Ring, Live Alive, Triangle Strategy, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Okay. I like Elden Ring. I really do. I like it a lot. And I think, yes, best role-playing game, I think it deserves best role-playing game. I have this weird thing about role-playing <laughs> Okay. You're I'm gonna go in a direction you're not expecting. Yes, I think I love Elden Ring. I, I'm a big fan of it. I, we've been talking trash and how I said it should win every goddamn category it's in. Yeah. But to me, Elden Ring doesn't always feel like I mean, it is an RPG, right? You grind, you get right. your stats up, you get better, you get stronger. It's that is the epitome of an RPG. But I always feel like RPGs are stuff like Live a Love, uh, or um Arcus or something that's turn-based. I mean, they're not all turn-based because Final Fantasy 15 is technically an RPG and and Elden Ring is also technically an RPG, but right. I always look at it differently. Because I love Elden Ring and because I don't know a lot about the other games on here other than like Live Alive and Xenoblades, I, I'd vote for Elden Ring just because I love Elden Ring, but it still <laughs> seems like to me in a category, it is I know it's a role-playing game, but it's this is it a is. thing. This is not this is not a thing this is a me thing, and it's hard for me to swallow Elden Ring being because it's so much more action packed. When I think RPGs, I don't think, oh, sh I'm dodging and rolling and I'm trying to get through it. I, th I don't think that. I think that's action. That's action, beat em up slashers and all that stuff. When I think RPGs, I think I have to strategize on how I'm going to do this. And I know you strategize when you play Elden Ring. I know that because I did it. I sat Huge. there going, how the yeah. hell am I going to get around this? It's just, it's a weird way to, for, for me to be displayed. So I'm picking Elden Ring because I love Elden Ring. But that's my that's my basis on on how RPGs are. But again, we're old, Jake. We're old people. We're in our 40s. We played yeah. Final Fantasy when it first came out. We played Dragon Warrior when it first came out. It was the my friends would make fun of me because they'd say stuff like, well, oh, man, I don't want to walk around and just get attacked randomly. That's so fun. That's to, that to me is an RPG. That's that's what I, I can't see, you know, what I'm up against kind of thing. So I, I don't OK, know. so the thing with this is 
is RPGs when we played as a kid, right? The Final Fantasies, the Dragon Quest, all that stuff. That all originated because of games like Dungeons and Dragons being exported over to Japan mm -hmm. and then taking their own unique spin on Americanized role-playing games and doing their Japanese versions of it. And they had similar tabletop games. And it was always right. stats heavy. And the original Final Fantasy games were stats heavy. It's really only recently yeah. that more modern RPGs kind of get away from that. But Elden Ring is a stats heavy game and i've always felt I mean, is, they don't yes. explain a lot of those stats just like they never did in the old rpgs so for me this is feels like a, an old school rpg in a lot of ways um so i think it's absolute rpg and i, I mean i voted for it too in best role-playing game the rest of the games here like i played rcs it's okay but it's not it's not it's yeah. not that great live alive i've heard nothing but good things about i watched peebs on twitch Same. play a little bit of it and uh, I know it's a remake of a SNES game, which I never even heard of until this was got announced. I want to play it. Yeah. But I mean, Elden Ring is such a great role playing game. I've got to stand by my also this game was already out in its lifetime. And it's and now oh. it's up for an award because it's a remake. Well, you know, I, it wasn't that was out one here, of the though. things that. <sighs> but right? it exists. It never came out here. Like, it existed. I don't know. Yeah. With, with, listen, with the way technology is today. Nothing is nowhere is now nothing is safe. I can get anything from any region or country that I want and play it here on any of my many displaying things. But I mean, you're not going to go back and be like, let's just say, and I'm wrong. Let's just say that this came out in 1995. Let's just say, I don't, I'm okay. not saying it is. I'm probably wrong. I don't have a lot of information about it, but they're not going to be like, Oh, this game came out in 1995. It's 2022. This came out and came out in 1995, and it finally has reached notoriety around the world because <laughs> we've unlocked, you know, regional access to things. Let's go ahead and throw into the Game Awards, even though it's, you know, 30 freaking years old. I get that. I get it. I don't know. I just, if it already exists, it's like, I don't know. It's don't a me know. thing. It's a pretty it dramatic remake, thing, though. I, yeah. It didn't yeah, exist in the year. It, it didn't come out in North America. It was not translated. Honestly, many people didn't even know it existed. It was a sleeper thing for a lot of people over here. And it's a it's a drastic remake of a game that's about 30 years old. So I don't know. But anyway, okay. So it's Elden probably Ring, fantastic definitely. and it probably deserves oh, yeah. whatever election it gets. And I need to give it a shot before I really yeah. kind of poo-poo it. But I don't All right. know. <clears throat> uh let's look at one of the most generic categories imaginably named best action slash adventure game. <laughs> Best oh boy, action yeah, I bet I know what's in there. Combat with traversal and puzzle solving. Uh, nominees they gave I were bet I know Plague what's Tale, in there. Requiem, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. Action huh. adventure with puzzle See, solving. How is I mean, that's that, Tunic. How is Elden Ring not in that? How is Elden Ring not in that? Name a puzzle in Elden I'm Ring. Just There's no puzzle in Elden There's Ring. There's all All the fights are puzzles. What do you mean? But they're Jesus not they're Christ. fights, they're not puzzles. Dodging's you not, tell a, me not that a puzzle solving mechanic. This, I don't know. I, I played quite a bit of uh Horizon. I haven't played Zero, I've played Zero Dawn, I haven't played Forbidden West. Unless they added puzzles to <laughs> Forbidden West, it's no different than Elden Ring. Well, it's just not an RPG. I don't know. It's definitely not an RPG. I think Tunic is probably the one I voted for in this one. I mean, that uh, Tunic Same. is nothing but Zelda's inspired action adventure, plus with yeah. a ton of deep puzzles. So that's interesting. Yeah. Stray keeps coming up on this list. I don't know if you've seen any of Stray, but basically you play as a cat in a post apocalyptic yeah. world where there's only cats left. 
it was not well reviewed at all. I, I don't know why it's getting so much attention on these these nomination lists. And then God of War uh, Ragnarok that has puzzles. It hasn't been out. Yeah, well, God of War did the the newest one, not not the old one. Okay, but the new one. I I've watched several streamers play it, and there are some areas where you have to move some okay. things around so you can get to the next area and traverse the next spot after you fight everything. But here's here's my beef about this thing's only been out since what October last month. Maybe a Is little it October? bit before. It, or, yeah. yeah, I think it was October. I don't think it's been out that long. And it's already up for Game of the Year. It hasn't been out that long. Like, come on. Come on. That's, that, to me, just means, listen, we've been waiting for this game to come out forever. Now it's out. It's automatically going to be good because the first one was great. But that's, yeah. not the, that's not the case all the time, you know? It's, and I don't want to talk mess about... Um, what's the one that Wolf just finished up? Uh, that was number two. Uh, last oh, Last of Us 2. Yeah. I've heard Last of Us 2 is not very good compared to The Last of Us 1. So yeah. I've heard Last of Us 1 is spectacular. It's it's won all these awards, whatever. And then 2 came out, and it was highly anticipated. And I guarantee that people were like, this should be game of the year because of the one that the last one did. You need to give it time because maybe it sucks. Now, I've never heard anything <laughs> bad about it to, be, and to defend it. Right. But it's been a month, man. It's been a month, maybe two months that it's come out. That's not enough time for someone to give it a good the good college try it, something that's been out since february okay it's hard to set a deadline though for this because like you you can't just say if it's in the first six months of the year it qualifies for game of the year because the year is more than six months unless you're willing to go back between june of last year versus june of this year if that's what you want you have to expand the time frame i hear what you're saying i think for something that's voted on by player the player base a month is not long enough there's not enough people who have played yeah. God of War Ragnarok for them to justify it being game of the year. But a lot of the critics, when these games come out, reviewed Ragnarok, and it, it's gotten like 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10, almost universally across the board. Critics love this game, and, and those who I know, fans who played it, have also loved it. I have no doubt it's a great game. It does feel a little bit too close to call it game of the year, but then where do you set that line? Right, like do you say September is the cutoff. Three months I mean, it doesn't make sense to cut it off. Three months. Give it three months. Yeah, I'll give it that. I mean, because I mean, you're going to get these games coming out like that, and I'm assuming that the year, the year bracket, is literally from this November to last November, right? So a lot of stuff has come out between November to November, right? They're not going to wait until the end, the, December 31st, be like, okay, we're making our decisions. So if a game's going to come out within the year span of the award ceremony or award show. Three months. Three months, I feel like if I play a game for three months, I can have a good grasp on, I've really enjoyed this. Because I will have either A, finished it and played it again, B, right. lacklusterly finished it and went like, yeah, it's okay, or C, completely given up on it and been like, this is trash, I don't want to play this again. So, right. I think that gives a lot of time. And life happens. People have jobs, people have things to do. So, you don't always get to get back into it. I love Far Cry 5. I've really enjoyed it. I have not been able to finish it because I don't have the time to do it. But I would put that in a SPF first-person shooter category right now with how much I've enjoyed playing it. So, you okay, know, it, it's just, but that's a lot of time. You know, I've had it since, yeah, God, summer is when I started playing it. So even though I haven't finished it, I still have enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. If I saw Pokemon Violet and Scarlet on this list, I would be really upset because that literally just came out. Although it also got right. really crappy reviews. But if, if that's like, if it's just the same month these were announced, I'd be more upset. This is cutting it really close if it was October, November, because that's like weeks away. 
it really feels too new. But I mean, I, it's just the nature of war shows. What are you going to do? It's an interesting amount of games, yeah. though. I'm glad Tunic is here. I'm I'm glad Tunic is is getting into two categories outside of indie because I think Tunic is really that great and and deserves that recognition. Same. That's interesting. Same. Okay. All right. Let's look at the next list here. Although I got it, I'll just I'm going to give a little love to Horizon. Um, that game was uh, Zero Dawn has been spectacular. That was a fun, yeah. beautiful game. The music spectacular. The action in it is really cool. And I, I was really, really enthralled, enthralled by that whole game to the point to like now I want to get it for my PC so I can play it again on the new PC and 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 roll with that. So and I can play it's it on my definitely because that's how cool it is. Since they got the PC release, I've been wanting to play it. Uh, it's same with God of War. Like Sony, now that Sony is actually opening up to the PC audience and bringing their stuff over, yeah. even if it is a year after the fact, I don't care. I do want to play these games. I just know their time sinks, and that's the big problem for me. But right? It's okay. Yep. Same. Uh, okay. That we had that was one of the few adventure. PS4 games. That was one of the few yeah. PS4 games I wanted to like platinum. That's how much fun I was having. Playing. Oh, really? Like, I I will go find everything. Yeah. I really enjoyed okay. it. I was really digging it. Cool. All right. Best action game. Uh, best action genre focused primarily on combat. Bayonetta 3 also just came out. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Sifu, Neon White, and Shredder's Revenge. This it's is good to see Sifu in something of, other than yeah. yeah, no, this is a good Sifu, setup. Shredder's Revenge. I love Bayonetta. I love yeah. the Bayonetta series. I really enjoy I like Devil May Cry, and it's the same exact damn thing. Um, I don't think it should be, I don't think three should be on this list, to be completely honest. I think it's too new. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if it's more of the same of the other three, even then, I don't think it should be on this list at all. Um, I pick Sifu because, again, of my reasonings for it. Um, it's a great game. It's got a lot of great lore attached to it. It's got a lot of thought and heart put into the game itself. It's beautiful. It's fun to play. Um, highly recommended. It. It's tough with Shredder's Revenge being on here, too. But again, I the company was spectacular. They were yeah. super nice. They reached out. They were very kind. So I'm, I'm I'm basing it on that as well. Not just the game itself, but the game's great on top of the company being great. So that's a double right. header for me. So I'm I'm all Sifu on this yeah. one. As much as I like Bayonetta. But three's too that's too soon. That's way too early. For for me and Shards Revenge, for me, the reason that game is so great for me is that it was the multiplayer. Like when we played it together in multiplayer, I did it a couple times with you on your stream and as well as with the Press B guys. The multiplayer is what makes that game so good to me. Single player wise, as a, as just an action game on its own, it's not it's not that amazing, right? It's more of a multiplayer experience. Um, I'm glad Seafood's yeah. here. So Bay Bayonetta three, I agree with you. I think it's too soon to be on a list like this. Um, it also was not well reviewed, or not as well as the previous two games were. I heard it's not bad by any means, but if it's too soon for this game of year game game of the year awards. If you wait till next year, is people going to forget about it? No. Like I mean, that's the problem now? with, and I hate right? to, I hate to, well, that's the problem with today's society, but it's true. <laughs> we okay. are easily distracted. I am easily distracted. Yeah. We're all easily be distracted by the things that are going on in this world. So, yeah, yeah I mean, you got a window, you got to slide it in there. You have to get in there when you can. And if they're, if they're allowing it to get in, then whatever. I, I I can I cannot vote for something because I don't believe it should be in there. But you're not wrong. We are we are the yeah. culture of distraction. And when you bring up Devil or when you bring up Bayonetta three next November, 
are people going to look back and be like, oh, I really enjoyed that through playing through December. Bayonetta is a quick game. You can beat that pretty right. fast. I, I think it took me like three days to beat Devil May Cry. And if I had really sat down and played it all the way through, I probably could have done it in one and a half, too. You know what I mean? So, wow. okay. I don't know. I like Bayonetta. I think it's a great series. I really like the characters and everything. But I think, again, it's just too soon. It just came out. I, yeah. It's hard to make that measurement. It, it's hard when games come out in the fall. And then the Game Awards is, is literally just after, in the beginning of December. All right. right. Uh, moving on, we got Best VR AR. I don't know if there's anything here we've played. Let's just take a quick look. Check, let's Best check it VR out. Best VR AR game. We got After the Fall, Among Us VR, Moss Book 2, Bone Lab, and Red Matter 2. I've, I've heard of Among Us VR. Did not realize it was out. <laughs> I should probably yeah. check it out. Otherwise, I don't recognize After any the of these. After the Fall really. looks cool. Yeah. Um, I thought Bone Lab is Bone Lab like Bone Works? Is it that's nah, stress level zero? I, I, I'm not I sure. So I love it's Bone, Bone Works was spectacular. So it was one what of those games it? that got me real fucking sick real fast. <laughs> there's a lot of action, there's a lot of jumping, and there's a lot of climbing and stuff. You get tired playing Bone Works. That's a good workout. I might have to start doing that again so I can lose some goddamn weight. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I need to get more in depth with my VR AR side, I think. Um, yeah, some of these look really the only neat to play. So the only VR game I played, I've only played really two this year, and uh, one was Les Mills Body Combat, which was an exercise game, which you can tell <laughs> I play regularly. <laughs> and the other one was uh, VR Chat. I play a lot of VR Chat, but I mostly play VR Chat because of the mini games that are within it. And there's actually a a very janky, very wonky version, homebrew version of Among Us in VR Chat. So I'm actually curious how there? the official version compares to that. Oh yeah, VR Chat has yeah. a really great Among Us thing, and it's hilarious. Like the avatars in VR Chat is like, I'm sad to not see stuff like Phasmophobia or Devour, or or yeah. those games that that have these new. Because Devour just came out with the with the VR playthrough, and that brings that game to a whole nother beast. Okay, it's it's scary. I mean, it's a jump scare game. It's designed to be a jump scare and get you every second. But imagine having that literally in your face like literally not just on your screen but like right here and i was really bummed to not see that it didn't get on here because that yeah i maybe i'm biased i like my game spooky and i like him jump scary but in vr it's it's another ball game so but you know i'm still yeah. just scratching the surface of the vr category well horror and <laughs> vr is an interesting combination it's it's you're right it is it makes it a whole new level for horror games i can't i i like horror games scares the shit out of me though um november in chat is mentioning bone lab is the same developers as boneworks so oh is it okay boneworks yeah, i know is really good i should yeah. i should check it it looks like the dummy from bone works that's why i was like is it the same people but i didn't yeah. it is stress level zero that is their name okay yep you're right okay i'd like to chat i need to look into that uh okay next category innovation accessibility i'm gonna assume tunic is in here if it's not i'll be disappointed <laughs> Recognizing software and hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, yada, yada, for being enjoyed by a larger audience. As Dusk Falls, God of War, Ragnarok, Return to Monkey Island, Last of Us Part 1. Last of Us Part 1. And the Quarry. See? See? Now let's, yeah, let's talk. How is Last of Us 1 in this category? It's been out for a while. So why is it? in this year's thing for accessibility did they have an update well there's like, a remake why? 
or remaster, right? Oh, is that Isn't the that remaster that's coming out? But I that's not so. the right that but that's not the remaster. That's the original, yeah? yeah. Isn't it? And then Rag how is Ragnarok there for accessibility? They must have they must have really in-depth options. Like how is Tunic mm-hmm. not on this list? Like Tunic is like Agreed. Like night and day. Accessibility is what makes that game so greatly enjoyed by many different people. There must be something special in these these games. Like Return to Monkey Island. It's a point and click. <laughs> like, what do you do there to make it more accessible? It's but a it's point the and new click. one, right? It's the new, yeah. It's the new remake of it or whatever. And yeah. so this is the remake or the remaster of The Last of Us Part Two. I'm asking, I'm asking November. I know because I'm, <laughs> I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the remake or remaster. I've seen the 20th year anniversary edition that I have. Not 20th year, but it's like the 10 year or five year or whatever yeah. anniversary edition. I have that. But November says remaster. That was, so hmm. I'm gonna do some digging like, about that. Yeah, because there's like there was like a, a there was I thought there was an HD version of it for PS5, I thought. And then there's the remaster. Mm-hmm. It's one of those games where it's got the Skyrim problem. I'm sure it's a fantastic game. Right. I want to play it, but you can't just keep rehashing it every few years. It starts to lose what makes it special. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're just slapping paint right. on it, a coat of paint on it and sending it back out there. I no, no, no. You have to win with more than just a freaking nice set of lipstick on. You got to do something more. I, I just, yeah. I, it looks pretty. Yeah. Did you like, fix all the other to see <laughs> Dead Space remake will be interesting because they are doing a mm-hmm. lot of stuff different with it. The way you explained it to me, I'll be curious to see next year how that one fares. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's move to this. We'll, Best we'll be doing support. a first a first person check of it. So I'm excited about yeah. that. Best community support, Apex Legends. Forgot even that even existed. Destiny Two, Final Fantasy Fourteen, Fortnite, mm-hmm. and No Man's Sky. I guess I know which one you're picking, and I know which one I'm picking. This might be the only one we don't agree on. <laughs> really? But, I mean, um, we're talking community. Let's let's talk community here, because yeah. I gotta say. Final Fantasy 14 is one of the best communities that I've ever been on. And I know I'm biased because I love 14, but I'll tell you, I'll give you an example, very quick spin on why I think this is when I got brought in and I was playing without friends around, I got brought into a group and I was tanking for the first time. I've never tanked before. I'm a DPS normally. And I was like, listen, guys, I don't know what I'm doing. This is my first time playing it. Everybody stopped what they were doing and were helping me play through it and yeah. we died a lot we died and failed a lot but they were like you know what we'll get you we'll get you through it don't worry we'll get through it these are people i don't even know i had no idea who they were and and i'd never seen them again and we've never talked again since but they stopped they're like make sure this is on make sure you're doing this and it's like okay and this is typing this isn't talking on the mic we were typing it out oh, yeah. and and we and we got through the we finally got through the instance and and they were like good job keep it up you're gonna do great so I'm just saying there's very few. I mean, there's there's toxic people in any one of these community games. It is what it is. But I yeah. have to say my best experience and why I stayed with 14 for so long was because the community was very welcoming and very helpful. <clears throat> yeah, I haven't played Final Fantasy 14 in a couple of years, um, but I totally agree with you. In terms of toxicity in the community, there's there's a lot less than this game than there was, say, to uh, Guild Wars or World of Warcraft and all that. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a fantastic game. I mean, The only reason I stopped playing is that... It, but the monthly fee, I felt like I had to play it 20 hours a month. Otherwise, I was wasting money. Yeah. And that was such a time investment. Yep. Nothing wrong with the game. It's a fantastic game. And there's so many new dungeons yep. added regularly. Expansions constantly. 
classes, everything is, is added regularly. And you're right, the community is amazing. It's the one game where I also tried tanking, very similar to you. Uh, healing and tanking, I used to never do in MMOs because I'm more worried about failing. Because you, if you, you're you basically a single point of right. failure in a group. You're a big and deal you when that. you're doing that. You're yeah. pulling everything. You're yeah. you're the guy or gal yeah. or if whoever. You, and if you don't know the dungeon, you're you're kind of screwed if you're a new player. So yeah, yeah. and everybody, been, like the only reason I did raids in Final Fantasy fourteen, and I did a lot of them, is because of how open people are in that game. Whereas in World of Warcraft, I never did raiding. Never. In fact, every multiplayer game I played online, outside of 14, I never bothered raiding because you had to know everything inside and out. I felt like I had to study mm -hmm. to be doing raids. And I felt like if I screwed up, I would get you know chewed out online. It was, it was just a terrible environment. 14 never had that problem. Um, so yep. 14 is great. No Man's Sky... I mean, it's it's a fantastic game. It's the game that keeps on giving. They constantly keep updating it. I don't think I would consider it a community per se because of the community aspects of that exist outside of the game. I know there's online in it, but nobody really does the online. And it's with friends if you do anything mm. else. So so I, I would agree right. Final Fantasy 14 is best community for sure. Like the best community. I was not support. expecting that. That is a pleasant surprise. See, we could agree sometimes. <laughs> Just Sometimes. we won't for the last. I think few we've been list, honestly we've been agreeing through most of this this entire yeah. time. To be honest yeah. with you, well, let's we've keep that very love tame. train going. We've been very tame. Choo -choo. Uh, best mobile game here. I know we're going to agree. <laughs> the best game playable on a mobile device, Apex Legends Mobile. Can we skip this one thing? Can we no, skip no, this no. one? We don't need it. Diablo Immortal. I know. Okay, great. Genshin Impact. Tower of Fantasy. Oh, what's this game? Second Dinner. Marvel Snap. I'm so glad to see this game get some recognition it deserves, Chard. Marvel Snap, best mobile game, absolutely. Look, you can debate with me game of the year or not, and that's fine. But you can't deny <laughs> the game I've been playing probably 100 hours at this point in the last month it's been out on Marvel Snap, and it's not best fucking mobile game for a game that's free. <laughs> and this, I'm going to get Genshin it's so amazing. and prove you wrong. For fuck's sake. I'm going to download Genshin Impact and we're going <laughs> to... Uh, I have. I have it on my PC, actually. Have you played it, though? Have you? Yes, I played it. Yes. For what, 10 minutes? I've gotten far enough in it that I've played 15 minutes of Marvel Snap and immediately deleted it because <laughs> I didn't understand or cared to play it. I Listen, okay, all joking aside, let's be serious here. I'm not a yeah. big mobile game player anyways. I even I have, I. I have my tablet. Yeah. I, I have my tablet, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to humor Jake. I'm going to scoop this thing up. We'll just give it a try. So just shitting on it, just being an asshole about it. We're actually going to try it. And I did. I played for like 15, 20, and I went, this just isn't for me. I don't like card games outside of my run at Magic. I don't. I like yeah. It's too slow for me. There's too much, and I have to retain information that I don't want to retain. I just want to go bam, bam, bam. And that's just my brain just being slow and not yeah. or being being too fast it's what's that constant stimulation that's why i like you know elden ring is a big thing for me because it's got that constant simulation constant challenge instead of me looking at my phone going titana <laughs> does what does she do i'm just gonna play it and see what happens oh i lost everything okay this game's stupid and then i delete it so i just i, I know you're a bigger card game player than i am so i completely respect that you would go for this one as well. I would probably fit more in the Genshi Impact area, but I don't like playing games on my mobile phone. I just, I, yeah. the screen's too small and I just, it doesn't hold my interest as much as I'd like. <clears throat> Most mobile games I play these days, honestly, I have a, a Razer uh, controller add on you snap on your phone and I play Steam or I play ga uh, Game Pass Cloud 
on my phone. I'm playing PC games on my phone using Game Pass and cloud yeah, yeah. services. That's most of what I do when it comes to mobile gaming. Um, I have I can probably maybe two mobile games in the last three years, and the two I remember is Snap and Gwent, and both are card games. It's funny you say that it's they're too slow. Imagine Snap is like five minutes. It's ve- it's snappy, hence the name, I guess. No, I the don't. Reason I'm I like it. I don't mean slow as in the duration. I mean it's slow for me to like think about stuff and and put it out pick there it and and get yeah. the right thing done. Yeah, to pick it up. Yeah, yeah. The reason I, I like Snap I know it's so fairly fast paced to think yeah. about it. <clears throat> the reason I like it over like a lot of the other card car games like Gwent or Hearthstone, like the guy who worked on Hearthstone, one of the developers is the guy who did Marvel Snap is that there's very little deck building. You have 12 cards as opposed to 20 or 30 or 40. I don't have to collect a ton of cards to be competitive. I don't have to worry about managing collection. I don't have to worry about getting deep into deck building. 12 cards gives you a lot of a lot of strategy and and combos you can put together without taxing my brain and spending for a long time on deck building. I used to play Magic 2 in high school. I loved Magic. Trying to play it these days, it's just too much to deal with. Um, so I like it's Snap for what it is. way too much information. Yeah. yeah, it was really I, like it was simple. It was like take your card, tap these two swamps, put your card down there, and then that's how much life it has. That's how much damage it does. Attack. It was that simple. Here's a buff. Here's a debuff. Yeah. Here's whatever. Now it's like I have to speak Greek to like even know what half of this, or I need to at least have a BA in algebra to know <laughs> what some of these percentages and moves do. Take 20% off if the 20% is attacked with the 40% of this card. Yeah. But if he has three mountains, then it's another 50%. No, I'm done. Yeah. I'm over it. Thank yeah. you. This was fun. Yeah, magic's got a lot more complicated over the years for sure. And it's Hearthstone, even Gwent to a degree. It just, there's just too much there. Snap is what it is. It's nice and quick and easy. Is it the most in-depth game ever? No, no, no. But that's that's why I like it. So anyway. Best mobile game, who cares? I know you're not a big mobile player, and neither am I, to be honest with you. But if Marvel Snap was on this list, I wouldn't even be talking about mobile games this year. That's that's <laughs> interesting to me. Uh, let's go yeah. on here. Well, Genji Impact all the way. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, best indie game, we got uh, Colt of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic. You know what? Sifu's getting a lot of love on these lists. Huh. I didn't realize that. That's, it's that's getting cool some more love than I had anticipated. It's uh, so that's yeah. I mean, that, no, that is cool to see. It's just weird that it's in the fighter category. That's just weird yeah. to me. If it was like, <laughs> if that was the only category we saw it in, then it'd be like, all right, they just squeezed it in fine. Yeah. But uh, maybe there's but just not that many indie. fighters out there. I don't know. Maybe give it to them. I, I mean, up against Tunic is tough. Up against Tunic yeah. is tough. Tunic is great, is spectacular, and it and it had me. I haven't finished Sifu. And it's not because I haven't wanted to. It's because I haven't had time. But Tunic, and I don't know if it's because we were trying to do our homework and I was doing it. Listen, Jake, <laughs> here's a challenge. Tell me, we're going to do an episode on Sifu in the next couple of weeks, and I'll go finish it, and I'll get it done. It's the same thing with Scorn, right? I took three days to go yeah, beat yeah. that stupid game. But uh, maybe it's because I didn't... I, I don't want to say I don't have a reason, because it's a fun game, and it is fun to play. That, that game is hard. It's really it's freaking difficult. hard. Yeah. So, I don't know. I... I want to give slow clap its love because they are, they are really good, but tunic is so good too. I, this, this one is tough. This is a yeah. tough one for me because I like both of these games very much for what they are. <clears throat> yeah. And I've seen people play cult of the I'm lamb on stream. I'm see, and uh, yes, cult of the lamb looks, looks pretty fun. solid. It does look, yeah, 
very, very entertaining. And and I, I'd be shocked if that one didn't come out on top, knowing nothing about neon white astray again, eh, whatever, but Sifu and, and tunic are definitely yeah. stray. Yeah. It's I think or like neon. 60, 60, maybe 70 at best short game. Not what people thought it was. I don't know. Stray? It just seems surprising. That's on this list. Yeah. The one with the cat. I didn't, I don't think it got good reviews. Did it? Let me check real quick. Like this is a category where I, I would like to have seen. Did it? Let me see. Stray Metacritic no. real quick. Yeah, hit that. Like up. If Vampire Survivors on this list, I'd be I would be happier to be honest with you. Right. Agreed. I don't know. I feel like Stray was, you know, those movies or 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 shows or whatever that came out, and people are like, they're they weren't very good, but people are like, no, they're really good. You should really like this. Like. They're trying to shove it down your throat. Like, it's really good. It really is good. And everybody's like, but it's, I played it. I didn't enjoy it. But like, no, it's really good. So it keeps popping up in awards. Like, you're like, oh, maybe I yeah. should give it a shot. That's kind of how I feel it's like got, Stray is with how many votes it's had in here. It's got 80% of Metacritic, which is, I guess, better than I thought it was. I don't know. I, I guess it just nearly fell off my radar. I never really gave it a shot. Yeah. Interesting. I watched okay. uh, I watched Middle Age Stream play it, and he looked like he was having a good time, but it it just didn't seem like it was something that I'd be like, oh, uh, I need to get in on this. But yeah, I'm I'm as, as much as I love Tunic, I'm gonna lean on Sifu on this one. I know. Yeah, and that's totally fair. Who I really mean, Tunic for me, that. but that's like the one I played out of all of them. But I can definitely see the the love right. for Sifu. Best ongoing. How is that different than best community support? Best ongoing is Apex Legends, Destiny Two. Final Fantasy XIV, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. No No Man's Sky? If anything, I'm No shit. Man's Sky is best it, ongoing. That should be on there. Yeah, yeah. If anything, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree with that. I mean, Destiny 2 That's was weird. a huge disappointment. Um, I'm, I'm going to 14 again out of all of those because yeah. it's the one I played more religiously. And it is. it hasn't stopped. Like it, it literally has kept rolling. And the fact that No Man's Sky is not on here is really disappointing. Yeah, it's weird. And like 14 is a game that by all rights for MMO is, is should be dead by now. Like it's been going for so many years. Yeah. Like it's beating. Wow. It's outlasting. Wow. Which is crazy to think yeah. about. Interesting. Yeah. It's weird. No man's got, we should do there. an episode on 14 about it's, it's burnout. And then it's a central rise to glory again. I, I think that'd be, a we should, episode. but that means I'd have to play sign up and play it again. And that's, I'll, I'll get, no, you don't charred. You've played you. How many years have you played of it? You played it for a while, right? How far I have the like, XPs have you got? How, um, I got up to the, the desert one and I stopped there. Um, so I beat heaven's ward and blood. what's one after heaven's ward? blood on the sand or something. Or that's blood, not blood. blood desert. No, not blood on the sand, blood something. Yeah. That's that one. That's you should, that, that's, that's far enough. I think that's far enough to, to give it? it a good grade on, on what it was and what it is now. I mean, you got AAR yeah. is the big, the, the, yeah. the Phoenix rising from the ashes kind of thing. So, yeah. <clears throat> aims for impact let's see real quick uh like art house games a memoir blue as dusk falls citizen sleeper endling extensions forever i was a teenage exocolonist in hindsight chard i i i'm glad this is a category but i don't recognize any of these games but i'm sure they're swell i don't i'm <laughs> i'm not a gamer because i don't know a single one of these things i was a teenage <laughs> exocolonist oh yeah that one it's fiji i mean the the company's fiji the same people that did oh. tunic well not i mean oh, it's not shit. the same people but it's same publisher it's the yeah. same uh yeah, yeah 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 that's what i meant to say the, I mean, these are like, the games where it's like um i feel like i should go play but i, I don't see that yeah. i don't see myself 
play many of them, unfortunately. That's yeah. interesting. Can I feel I feel you on that? Like I think there was but one I'm last gonna year. Vote for is, fin, fin, I'm going for Fenji just because they made Tunic and Tunic's dope. There, there was one last year, I think it was called, or two years ago called, I think it was a Dragon for Cancer. And it was a really fantastic, I don't want to call it a game, but it was a very fantastic interactive thing about a family losing mm. their son to cancer. And it was heartbreaking, but it was really good. That's what games for impact some, is. And, you know. I mean, there's a lot of stuff like, um, God damn it. It's like the tell your own story games. Um, Medina, uh, something of Medea and, uh, God, where it's, you're not controlling anything. You're just controlling the story and your decisions change oh. just how the story like goes. Yeah. Yeah. Man of Medea, man of Medea is one of them. And then there's yeah. the, uh, uh, until dusk or something dusk. I think it's until dusk where you're, you're not controlling the characters, you're just controlling the story. And I feel yeah. like that is that kind of a game should be yeah. in that category personally, but that's all right, <clears throat> almost getting there. Now we're getting to the meteor ones. Best performance: uh, Ashley Birch, Horizon Forbidden West, uh, Charlotte McBurney for Plague Tale Requiem. I don't recognize any of those people. Christopher Judge for Ragnarok. He's from Stargate. I love him. Men in Cage for Immortality and Sunny Suljic for Ragnarok. Ragnarok's voice cast is pretty damn great. Um, Christopher Judge as as what's his what's his name. What's his name in this? I don't remember what he was in the... Stargate, but I recognize him. I do recognize. No, him. he's Teal'c in Stargate. What's he in Ragnarok? What's this, the guy's name? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't remember. Ragnarok. Dad of War. Dead. I just know him as Dad. But just his his tone, his voice Kratos. when he's talking to Atreus. Kratos. Kratos. That's the Kratos. name. Kratos. Yes. There name. he is. Kratos. But anyway, his <laughs> voice as Kratos is pretty damn good, and it like wipes away the acting of the previous games. I don't even know if there was voice acting in the old games. But I don't know. There wasn't much if there was. There is like cutscenes yeah. and stuff, but yeah. And I then like Forbidden the War. Wars. I'm a big fan of them. So. And Horizon had decent voice work too. I remember hearing a lot of that too. Same. So, yeah. Same. I think she plays, I think Ashley Birch does Alloy, I think. Aloy, the, the main character, yeah. I think. And uh, um, I do like her, her inflection. Listen, if we're going to talk about this, her inflection about surprise and her reaction to things, it, it sold me. It was sold. So I liked it. Really? I heard it got a little bit great and draining after a while, right? Like, it, oh, it could be, wall. but I mean, you got robot well, dinosaurs walking around, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. There's a lot of, <laughs> she's also the, she's also the voice of tiny Tina, I think in uh borderlands. Oh, if, okay. I'm, not, if I'm not wrong. Okay. Yeah. She's a great voice actress. Anyway, I, I really have no vote in this race, but I thought it's interesting. Yeah, same. Uh, same. Audio design. Okay. Here's where I'm like, what the hell? Best audio design, game audio and sound design. You got Modern Warfare 2, Elden Ring, Ragnarok, Gran Turismo 7, and Horizon Forbidden West. Audio design for Elden Ring? Really? You play really? that thing with a 7.1 headset on? It's cool. It's cool. It, I, it's sound design. I mean, listen, when you're riding your, when you're riding torrent across the lake yeah. right, and you're splashing in the water and then a dragon comes out of nowhere and all the sound and stuff. And then the music kicks in and that I liked it. I, I'm a fan of it. I thought it was very impressive with everything going on. I felt, I felt, I mean, this is sound design. It's, I mean, it's still audio, right? But we're talking about yeah. audio and sound. We're not talking about music. So right. I, I don't know with the clashing of the swords and the blocking and everything's the timing and everything. It, it works really well. I mean, 
a thing in Gran Turismo 7, things sound like cars driving by. There's the Doppler effect when something goes by you real quick. Yes. But I mean, how different is that for God of War? How different is that from Call of Duty? You're getting gunshot at you. You're getting swords and things hitting together. You got God of War sound and I, same thing. I'm going Elden Ring because I love Elden Ring. I just think the sound design was really good for it, personally. Like I, I love Elden Ring. I'm going to keep saying that. But sound design, you know, same thing for Ragnarok. Ragnarok and a lot of the fantasy games, the sound design doesn't really hit for me. Like the sound from Gran Turismo series, those cars sound so damn realistic and so close to the actual thing. Yeah. I could, it's hard for me to tell the difference. Modern Warfare mm-hmm. 2, like Call of Duty for the last few generations has been so close to realism, it's scary when it comes to sound design. It just, it's that so close to realism that hits for me. I'm not saying that Elder yeah. Ring and, and Ragnarok sound is bad, but it's that fantasy no. element to it that's hard for me to like say that it stands out to me. I, I think Modern Warfare 2 or Gran Turismo would be my pick for these ones. But you know, that's fair. And there's I, some realism to that. And I'll argue that. But here's here's where I'm gonna spin it a little bit more. When when are you and I ever going to go in a mythological world with swords and go fight things? <laughs> Probably never. Well, right? So if I'm immersed enough into the game with everything going on without the music around me and I'm still locked in, you've still caught me without having to have a soundtrack. I'm in. And it's the same thing. It's yeah. the same thing with Gran Turismo and, and call of duty where the gunshots are realistic and the, and the cars driving by sound realistic to you in my head. This is what this would sound like. And they're putting right. it out there for me to actually hear it. So I'm like, Oh, Oh, I'm relating because this is exactly what I think this would be like too. So that's, that's my argument for for that. Though it's not realistic, if I were out there, that's what it would sound like to me. Like if I was playing Elden Ring and I I could hear the arrow whizzing by my head if somebody's shooting an arrow at me, I think I'd feel a bit better about it. And I don't recall that in Elden Ring. Like there's definitely some I of do, the monsters and sound effects. Played it a lot more. <laughs> I played it a lot more than you did. So. Yeah, fair enough. And you know, maybe you. I think I've you had, had some darts and knives whiz past me in my in my headset. So I'm in. Really? Okay. I've experienced that before. Yeah. Maybe yeah, I should play this game I liked again. Because I felt everything around you. I'm saying yeah. just finish it out. Yeah, yeah. All right. At some uh, point, okay. one really sells it, man. Yeah. All right. Best score in music. Here we go. Best score in music, A Plague Tale, God of War Ragnarok, Metal Hellsinger, Xeno Chronicles 3, and Elden Ring. Look, I like Elden Ring. I played it for 90 hours. I think I know my thing or two about Elden Ring. <laughs> and the soundtrack is not bad, but like I'm going to say Metal Hellsinger. Metal Hellsinger, whose entire gameplay revolves around an interactive soundtrack. Yeah, music, yes, And the yes. combos and the kills. That is so cool, and I think that is taking music to another level. Ragnarok, I think, from what I've heard of it, sounds epic and sweeping, but then so does Elden Ring. But I think the interactive right. music of Hellsinger is why I think Hellsinger is better than Elden Ring. Musically. I think if we're going to... I, musically, I'll give you that. I Elden Ring's soundtrack, I, list, I do listen to it at work from time to time. It gets me <laughs> jacked. It's the same thing as Dra- Dark Souls 3's soundtrack. Absolutely gets me jacked. I love listening to that yeah. stuff, but I'm a weird dude. I like hearing that here, that epic swelling. Hellsinger is awesome soundtrack because I am a metalhead and I like, yeah. I like heavier music and all that stuff. So that sold for me. But where the music is cool, and I know this has nothing to do with the category, 
because the music is so important to the game, I lost interest in it because it, I was like, you had to do everything in rhythm and in timing. And I'm like, no, I want to just kill things. And that's a me thing that has nothing to do. There's nothing wrong with the game. It's a, it's a really neat design. I'd put that into like best indie because it's quirky and unique and different. While Elden Ring has this composer that has done all these. I like, I like all the dark souls music. I like Sekiro's music. I like, Bloodborne's music. I like that quiet swelling of anxiety and all that stuff that it brings you when you're playing it and all the boss music. It's like I can almost like recognize exactly who I'm fighting listening to the soundtrack now. Not in Elden Ring, but in Dark Souls. And I right. like that correlation. I've always liked that in, in different I like people's theme music. That's why I like a lot of Final Fantasy stuff is because all the players had theme music. So it's so I'm with you on that. <clears throat> like I like the character theme music for song. Like I like it when I can recognize a sound or a soundtrack like a music uh track and i don't feel like i have that with elden ring whereas i, I look at something like final fantasy 14 final fantasy 14 had some epic themes for some of those 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 raids and those battles the summoning battles are amazing yeah and i reckon i'm actually a little shocked to not see that on here myself yeah yeah i'm surprised I'm to not how... see that on here myself yeah like there's like Maybe it's a timing like, thing. Maybe it's that, you know, the, the distance like we were talking about. Like it's it's yeah. been out for so long. But why is it winning awards for being the most long, has the best longevity? And community like support that. and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because it just yeah. had an expansion this year too, right? It had Endwalker was this year, I think. So that's weird. So uh, yeah, like, Elder Ring's music this year, is yeah. fine. Yeah. Elder Ring's music is mm -hmm. fine. I just don't find it as memorable. I, I, for me personally, I don't think I could pick out a Elden Ring song from a Dark Souls Three or from a Xeno Chronicles. It, to me, it would sound epic and sweeping, but I would be able to tell the difference of what game it belongs to, and I think that's why I, I don't like it as much. Again, not bad that's music. Fair. It just um, no, I'm with fair. you on Metal Hill Singer being more of an indie type of game, um, but I think it's because the gameplay wasn't maybe that great. I mean, I didn't play it. I saw you 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 talked about it a little bit, uh, and uh, mm -hmm. yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, you suggested me try it out, and and I did, and I was like, "Yo, this is cool with the with the metal music and and stuff. That's neat." Yeah. But as I'm trying to play it like Doom, you know, trying to be very increased and insane, it's like play to the beat. So I started playing to the beat, and I'm like, "This thing's killing me," because I'm like, "Yeah, okay, okay, I just want to kill it now." Okay, this was cool <laughs> for the first like ten minutes. So I don't know. I as as soundtracks go, Metal Hell Singer's cool. But I like I like my games to have the epic composer, and so that's why Elder yeah. gets it for me. <laughs> uh, from chat, November says he actually didn't like Ride to Rock's OST. That's interesting. So you know, maybe not everybody liked mm. that one. Uh, Oscar says N Walker from Final Fantasy fourteen was actually last year November. So oh, it's a year ago. No, okay, maybe there's no expansion this year. So that's interesting. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a weird list of, on this list. I've heard um, some stuff from Xenon Chronicles three. It's pretty it's pretty great. But again, I can't tell you what track belongs to which game none from this list right. really so i i think if i didn't religiously listen to final fantasy 4 soundtrack and 6 soundtrack yeah. um and those like in 7 like i wouldn't be able to tell what they were until i found them so i mean it makes sense but again i was i, I love the dark souls i love the swelling i love the yeah anxiety it brings i love all that stuff i just very dark and haunting and it's it's very you know very from soft <clears throat> All right, so let's look at best art direction, outstanding creative or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Scorn, and Stray. Best art direction, dude, Scorn. 
I didn't really care for scoring, but that art and that style, they went so hard with cool. that Geiger style. It, it was cool. really good. It is cool. Scorn, Scorn was was beautifully done artistically. It was a it was a very different game than a lot of people had anticipated. But I kind of thought of it that it was going to be that way. I loved playing it. I I'm not going to play it again. But it's not that it was yeah. bad. I just you know I think it's a one and done. There's not a whole lot to it. Even even the achievements are like literally one and done. But um, yeah, I I love Elden Ring. <laughs> just. <laughs> Oh, I love all the artwork and I just, I love the artwork. I love the design and I can't think of one person, maybe, maybe somebody in chat will probably speak up to this, but when you get out of the, the thing and you look out in the world and you see the Ur tree sitting out there and you see all the stuff, you're just like, damn, this thing is big. And then it doesn't even, it's bigger than it actually is. Like at the expansion yeah. of the game, the areas are extremely well highlighted. So, you know, you know you're in Kalid, or you know you're over in uh, Linwood, or any of those places. You know where those places are because the art design allows you to to navigate and know where you're at. Like there was never a time that I was like, I don't know where the hell I am. Like there were a couple like dungeons that were difficult to find and stuff like that, but the overall artwork of the world, the overall artwork of all the bosses and all the things that we fought. Now I will say this. So one negative thing I will say about it, there was a lot of cut and paste with a lot of the dungeons that were out there. That's fine. I get it. A lot of them were special, whatever, but the initial design of them was sick. Scorn on its own is a very, very beautifully done game with the whole Geiger look and feel to it. And it and it stays in. I mean, it does. There's no point where it's like we waver a little bit. No, man, that that ship buys in start and stays finish. in. Yeah, from start to finish. So I give mad props to Scorn, and it and it's it's there, right there. Like it's right yeah. there with the artwork and how beautiful it is. Close. But I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm sticking like, with Elden Ring, but Scorn, <laughs> Scorn. It's all about the artwork with Scorn. It's all about it. I mean, that's that's what yeah. that game is for. Is to literally just stare and look at it. Yeah, like Elder Ring. So the one thing about Elder Ring I do I do agree with is the landscapes. Like that first moment you come up the elevator and you see the tree and that that opening thing. It's a Breath of the Wild moment from Zelda. That mm. oh crap, that's a pretty landscape. And then when it you dawns on you that you can go anywhere you want. And there's no load screens. That's wild. Like not even Skyrim had a moment that was that awe inspiring. Um, and definitely definitely the locations are all very varied. I do dig a lot of the monster designs. I do like the first time in Limgrave, you're traveling across the road and you see two of the giants or the trolls, or whatever, pulling a caravan behind them. That whole scene yeah. with the, the undead walking beside the, the caravan, that was just a wild scene and it's really cool. The only right. thing I don't like... And it does that with like each area you go into, you, yes. you basically have Something an similar. outlook of what your what you're going to see when you get there in Kaled and it's all blood red and it, everything's dead. And it's just like horrifying yeah. to be in Kaled. And then, you know, you get up to the, to the, the, the gold city and you're looking out over all that stuff and it's just beautiful. It looks like autumn while you're up there. And yeah, just a lot of the creature designs are really cool are very well. Like when done. you're at the, uh, the, the Academy there and the end, the wizards with the weird multi-head faceted thing, like right yeah. Zardos that, that mm-hmm. Connor removed from ages ago. Um, or just the, um, yeah, it, there's a lot of wild designs in it. One of the things I don't like is the, there is a reusing of animations a lot, 
but I understand why because they have a lot of bosses and to fill and pad out. So, but a lot of them use right. the same animations. Not, not the end of the world. Um, no. And like this style of game, the From Software style game, is very animation heavy, and that's a very mm-hmm. much a love or hate thing, right? Where that that being right. committed to an animation when you swing your weapons, sometimes it kind of takes me out of the moment of combat if you're using a very slow weapon. Thankfully, there's many ways to play Elden Ring, whether it's spells or or right. fast weapons, daggers, or ranged weapons, and, it, and it's not much of a problem. But yeah, maybe my reason why I would say it doesn't deserve this is the NPC design. I find pretty much all of the NPCs in this game ugly, like not not well looked, not well designed. Like the people, the humans, the monsters are amazing. The bosses are amazing, right? But the the human NPCs look terrible to me, right? And some of them, like like the the lady wants to hug you constantly, or you know the the guy in the weird armor with the faces on the shoulder pads, like everything in that in that, oh, that one. Oh, I that? love that D D's D. D yes. Yeah, the armor looks just weird to me, and I don't get the design of those human characters. The humans seemed weird to me, and it didn't feel like it fit. But maybe that's me. I, I mean, but that's a lot of that stuff is leaning on the design of how how Dark Souls design or how FromSoft designs those characters. They all look kind of awkward yeah. and and weirdly shaped and spindly, like the 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 Death Hugger chick she's very spindly she got she looks like she's got yeah. like spider arms when she's hugging you and i think that's the con that's like the design you're supposed to feel kind of like like when these Creeped people out. are kind of hanging out yeah. with you so yeah so i think you not liking them actually sells the artwork a little bit better because that's kind of well, designed to do that so, so i will say the first time i saw <laughs> the fingers coming up and the giant fingers yeah i confused the yeah. high hell and we'll get to that later but the design of them was creepy <laughs> as all hell and it definitely was a moment yeah I could almost I could almost agree with you on art direction for Elden Ring. There's parts of it I don't like and parts of it I do think are forgettable, but the landscapes mm-hmm. alone are so awe-inspiring and so amazing in Elden Ring. So all right. Art direction. That game doesn't feel like it doesn't feel small and it doesn't look small. It no. It is exact it is exactly small. what is epic. It's an epic yeah. map. And when you start, you're like, God, this game is so big. And the more you play it, the bigger the world actually gets. It's really yeah. cool. All right, so here's a category that you and I have been trash talking for two weeks. Best narrative. Yeah. <laughs> Best narrative, and I got to read this one. Best narrative from the Game Awards is for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. And the nominees were A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, Ragnarok, Rise of Forbidden West, Immortality. Fuck all these games, and but especially fuck Elden Ring for Best Narrative. Chard. Chard, I got I got two questions for you, okay? Humor me. Mm-hmm. Humor me. What is the story of Elden Ring in like three sentences? You are basically a fallen person coming back to take claim of the Elden Ring and of the lands between. There you go. You're coming back to take what you've been <laughs> banished out of to get it back and make it yours. You are now free to go do that. You were banished and unallowed to do this. You're your how do you know you're down. banished? Because you weren't you were... a demigod because the demigods kicked you out. Your character was a demigod. the Elden Rings. No, the, the bosses are the demigods. You were banished by the demigods. Your race, the Tarnished, were kicked out. And now once the ring shattered, you get to go okay. back in and say, fuck this, I'm taking this shit over again, son. So you go into, then... the, into Lands Between because now you're not banished anymore. You've snuck back in and now you want to get the Elden Ring to become something called the Elden Lord, which I don't quite understand what that means. Okay. Chard, 
What do you mean? Explain what me, does it mean? You are the Lord of everything. You are you are a God. They don't tell you that though. Where do they tell yeah, they you that? The, the Elden Lord is the Lord of everything. They tell you that all the fucking all your items and shit have a little fucking insert, and you can read about it, and it tells you what they do and what they're doing. Chard, tell me about the dung eater. Yeah. Chard, what's what's up with the dung eater? How is he He's narratively a important? Mass murderer, dickhead. That's what he is, and you fucking beat oh. his shit up. You can either help him and be a dickhead with him because he's also tarnished, or you can kill his ass, which is what I did, and that was it. He's just a mass murderer. He's basically, uh, I don't know, give me a mass murderer, and that's who he is. Just he's covered in shit. That's his thing. So oh, <laughs> he just covered in dung. That's just the thing, and he's he just, may or yeah, may not eat just it. Shithead. Maybe it's just a bad reputation thing. Yeah, but they don't explain any of this reputation. shit though. I read his quest dialogue. He mentions nothing up. about Weiss covered you in shit. He doesn't it. say anything. No. Why I looked it, it up. Why does it matter if he's covered in shit or not? Why is that a, a selling point? When you your character is called the Dung shit. Eater, if he's called the Dung Eater and he's in the fucking opening of the game where they announce all the different uh, demigod bad he's in guys, the sewer. they feature and the dem and the dung eater and you're like what the fuck when i first played this game and they said dung eater in the first 30 seconds i'm like what the fuck am i even playing now it makes no sense yeah yeah well i don't, you need to you need to process information better sir i don't know i don't know what to tell you or yeah, you look, need to before, look this, before this episode <laughs> i went and looked up several articles on elden elden ring lore explained every fucking article said the same thing According to the wiki, is what they said, or according to item descriptions or spell descriptions, this. All the lore and story in this game is in text in item descriptions, not dialogue, yes, not cutscenes. Yeah. Yeah, look at the but items. That's not, how's that good? How's that good story and narrative? That doesn't make sense. Because it's in there and you pick up items and you read about them and it tells you what they're doing there. Opposed to Ragnarok, which is like a thing. sweeping cutscenes. Cut every every boss encounter, there's this huge cutscene, and the story with you and your son, the, the father and son, talking about whatever. That's a story. I don't. Elden Ring has no, almost I don't no like, story. Listen, listen. If I want to watch a good story and just have it be shoved in my face, I'll watch Harry Potter. Okay, it's right there. Lore's right there in front of you. I yeah. want. I want. I want my lore to be difficult to find and challenging to read. That's what I want. But that's not best that's not the best story elden narrative wins. elden ring wins. no it is the best it is the best like, story narrative it has Amongst lore, these other it, five yes plague tale requiem is all yeah. is only story as far as i know horizon forbidden west Blade. has a cool post-apocalyptic what happens when the when the earth is fallen to whatever whatever and there's technical dinosaur dinosaurs and all kinds of crazy shit that's all story but it doesn't have demigods like, doesn't have demigods nope but it has dinosaurs nope. And it has cutscenes and dialogue and actors talking. God. It doesn't have somebody called the Dung Eater who says three lines of dialogue. It doesn't have a chick who wants to hug you and damage your stats for some fucking reason. And none of, like, they may all have you items that have descriptions, but they have story around those descriptions. Elder Ring has nothing. There's no, I don't even, what's the deal with the fucking tree in Elder Ring? Why is the tree such a thing? Unless you look because at the item tree descriptions, is what you don't know everything. Anything. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm not going to get in this argument with you. You're shallow, <laughs> shallow, pedantic. <laughs> there's, there's no story here. Like, it, name me listen, five characters right, that don't start with G I'm and feed R. You, I'm going to feed you. I'm going to feed you this right now. This is going yeah. on YouTube right now and on Spotify and other places. 
Most most lore information I've had to go find from anything from FromSoft, I would have to watch a video to understand what the fuck is going on because I'm not the type of guy that's going to go out of my way to read an item description. I'm going to say, yo, I got yeah. the fucking blade, the blood blade sword. That's what I wanted. Yes, it is very convoluted. It is very deep to the point of where you, you have to go and look on the internet. You have to go hear somebody else tell you how it all fits into place. The only reason I know the things that I know is because I did my due diligence and went, looked and listened and was like, what's this guy? What's this guy? So no, it is not. I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to pick it because uh, it's just to piss you off. But to be completely honest with you, it is absolutely convoluted and such an absolute mess. It is not yeah. given to you comfortably like Horizon Forbidden West is or or God of War or even Plague Tale Requiem. It is not. It is not given to you easy. It is something that you literally have to dig through. But I will say on the argument of it is that once you figure it out, then it's really cool. Like once you get it and you understand it, then it's like, oh, that guy, oh, that's cool. He did that. That's cool. This whole world was created out of this whole thing and the Rodan and the, and the, um, malaria fights and all that stuff, the Hilda tree, all that stuff, which again had to be looked up and found. But once it was found and I got who these people were, it's like Game of Thrones, right? You don't know who 90% of these assholes are. And they're talking about all these fucking people's names. I don't know who all these people are. I know Jon Snow. You know why? Because it's literally two goddamn syllables and it's easy to fucking remember. Everything else you know, it's it just takes you a while to like, if you're really interested in a game, which I really am interested in all from soft shit, that I will go out and find out what the story is if I'm that intrigued by it. And I was. So that's why I figured out all that stuff. I mean, there is an opening cutscene to each and every FromSoft game that has like the fire and the bonfire and then yeah. and then the fight between malaria and Rodan and 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 you know the ring splitting and all this other shit. But then when you get into it, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. I get it. I get it. It is very poorly narrated. Honestly, yeah. I've just been kind of supporting it because it gets you all fired up and I like <laughs> to fire you up. But yeah, I, as a narrative, when as a story within itself and it's actually understood, I think it blows all these other stories out of the water but it is not well told. It is not well received by players. And I get that. And that does suck. That's, that's one of the downfalls of fronts off is that it's not, I don't want to read about it in my items. I want you to tell me what the hell's going on. Like, tell me yeah. what these people are doing. Why is this guy walking around on a horse four times his size, you know, and he's going to kill it. <laughs> oh, he uses his magic to keep it alive. That's, but it's his horse. He's rode in on war forever. That's cool. Okay, now I know why his horse looks sickly and stupid. It's because <laughs> it's his horse he's had forever. I didn't know that, read about it. Now I think it's a yeah. cool spin on the story. But, you know, I get that. Like, <clears throat> when you compare Elden Ring to Dark Souls, the story and narrative is better, for sure. Um, it, it shows that they went and they hired uh, George R. R. Martin to basically do the, the world building and the history of the game. He didn't write dialogue or anything, that kind of crap, but he, they asked him to flesh no. out, here's our world we want to build, give us a history to it, and he did that. And that is definitely reflected in Elden Ring, and you can feel it, especially all the names of the characters, like Godric the Grafted and Margot, whatever his name is. But like yeah, much yeah. like Game of Thrones, it feels like Elden Thrones' story is not finished, and that's my problem with it. Like atmosphere, absolutely amazing. Like like we said, you go into Kalid or you go to the Volcano Manor. Like the atmosphere is definitely great, and that's part of narrative too. It's not just story and dialogue, but it just it just reeks of like the the dialogue you do have with NPCs. 
feels just like Twin Peaks, like just nonsense to me. And some people like See, Twin Peaks. And I, I love Twin Peaks. I'm a big Twin Peaks fan. Then so I get it now. I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, right. I mean, it's yeah. I like things to be a little obscure and I and I like to go like look forward and 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 dig through it so I can get a better understanding of it where it's on like the surface where I go, okay, these people are here. What is their deal? Like the whole fight between Rodon and Melinda and the blood rot being introduced yeah. and him going crazy and all that stuff. That's cool shit, but they don't tell you about it f- right out the gate. You have to go yeah. figure it out. And that's, you're doing so much in that game already that you might as well. And I'm, I'm agreeing with you, Jake. You're doing yeah. so much in that game already that they should just give you the damn story and just tell you what these people <laughs> are here for and why you're going after all them other than they're demigods and they have part of the ring. That's that's literally the only reason you're fighting these guys is because they have something you want. Now, a lot of the NPCs will tell you about that shit, and I get that, but I want to know why we're going after them other than they just have something I want. You know what I mean? Like, what was their representation? What was their role? What was this, that, and the other? And, it, and it's very yeah. poor at giving you that. Like there's the whole the whole sequence with the the lady who run, at the academy. I can't remember what the wizard's name it lady name is, but the the half things that rain down the ceiling that are puppets or something. That the whole sorceress battle. Uh, there's an affair with her husband, and that was that was a big story point. Or Rainy Rainy the witch and her body and why she looks like a puppet. Like all that stuff is really interesting. But yeah, I had to look up on a wiki to get that story. I I, I admit when I saw the turtle pope, I had to go look him up. To try and figure out why is he a turtle? Why is he? I why is he turtle the faith pub. magic guy? But there's like, they don't. They just he's neat. <laughs> but yeah, and that's the thing. So I'm glad you agree with me. Ultimately, it's, that the uh, story is weird. Renala, uh, queen of the full moon. Renala. Yes. Her so her. So her. Her background story, yeah. which is explained a little bit more better, was interesting. But yeah, it, mm-hmm. Elder Ring's fantastic. But best best narrative. Yeah, I don't know. All right. I think it's I think it's poorly executed, but I think the story itself is is stellar. Once once you get into it. But again, like like Nathan's saying, no one's probably ever really figured out exactly like the deepest darkest things. They haven't figured out Dark Souls yet. They certainly haven't figured out Elden Ring yet, so <clears throat> Yeah, you know, and there's something to be said for, for a movie or something where where the director's like People need to think on this, and it's something that will be debated amongst fans for decades to come. Maybe that's Elden Ring's story. People debate on the the reasons and lore and what they mean yeah. in the grand scheme of things, like the Matrix. People debate the Matrix even now. Whether mm-hmm. you think it's deep or not, people still debate various aspects of it. Maybe that's the thing with Elden Ring, and that's fine. It's I, and, and I think that's why it's designed the same way all those Dark Souls, all those games are designed that way. Why are you doing it? So that it's it leaves you open to the interpretation of what you want it to be. So, you know, as right. poorly as it is narrative, maybe maybe the choice is the problem. Maybe that's, right. you know, what it All right. I'm scared to look at what game direction even means, but let's look at best game direction real quick. Awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. That feels a lot of the same words in the other categories. We got Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, uh, Forbidden West, Ermitality, and Stray. I'm really surprised Stray is on all these categories. I'm telling Creative you, I feel vision like they're and innovation. It. Yeah. Like, do they need all these categories? These are... feel... Yeah. Yeah. But here's here's the thing about this. Again, I'm I'm picking Elden Ring, but here's here's the thing. Other than my lack of knowledge in mortality, I'll give you that. These are all sequels. So these have been done yeah. before. So when you're talking about innovation, 
Elden Ring is oh. an open world game that is un, uncommon for Square or for Square for FromSoft games. It is an open world game that allows you to do things differently than what you could do in most Dark Souls games. Now, Elden Ring is not a sequel, but it also can be considered Dark Souls Four with the way that it is designed because yeah. it plays the exact same goddamn way. So, yeah. as I would pick Elden Ring, I'd have a hard time picking God of War Ragnarok because God of War did it in the last one, and uh forbidden west did it in zero dawn those have both been done there's not a lot of difference to them that i am aware of that made you go oh that's new maybe there's a new feature that you do in the game the kid's older in ragnarok right there's some cool stuff that happens with that um aloy's dope character she's cool as hell uh, stray is stray is original it's it's a new thing yeah. it's not anybody's sequel and i don't know enough about immortality to say yeah or any of that but Going Elden Ring because I love Elden Ring, so that's the winner of this one. I'm with I'm with you in Ragnarok like, and, and this Horizon. Like a, this, this feels like a subcategory of like game of the year. Like if yeah. you don't have to pick this for game of the year, so just pick one of these other ones. It'll make you feel better, you know. Like you don't have to pick them all. Well, like <laughs> if this is a movie, you'd have you know best director and best best picture and that kind of thing. But they're not doing best director for a video game because there's multiple directors of these games. They're just doing best direction overall, right. and that feels like you said forced. I'm with you on Ragnarok and right. Horizon. I, I think it's just more of the same. Not that that's bad, but it's more of the same. No. Stray is definitely unique. I don't know how innovative being a cat is. I guess it's unique. Elden Ring, though, I will I, I will say, yes, it's very much a Souls game, despite they've changed names of everything. But I will say it's the first Souls game that I've beaten because of the <laughs> open world design and the changes to that, mm -hmm. that design and algorithm of how they made this game. It's a lot easier to get into even though it's a very difficult game it's a lot easier to get into than the past souls games the way they do the summoning the magic the multiple weapon like it's a lot more open in how you can play your character than i feel like souls was i feel like if i were to play souls today if i'm not doing sword and shield i'm gonna die in a, in a fire 10 times over or i'll get stuck and i can't level up anymore because the way they have that set up with the the enemies to stop respawning and shit elder ring does not have that problem right. at all it's completely different way of leveling if you get stuck in an area you go somewhere else the open world is a game changer for elden ring so i actually think elden ring yes would probably win out of all of these but i also struggle to think why half of these are even here but yeah fair i i also yeah. agree with you on that because i i feel like this is almost a, a layup just because the other options are there they're just the sequels of yeah. games that have already happened so why is that? Why is that a cool direction? Why is that an invasion? I I don't know. I, I dig it. I dig yeah. it. <clears throat> Let's take a look at game of the year then, because now I'm curious. Is game of the year gonna be the same nominees? Let's see. Uh, game of the year, which is uh, delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. That's a weird description. Uh, Plague Tale, Requiem, Elden Ring, Ragnarok, Horizon, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles Three. So slightly different than best game direction. At least there's that. That's fair, but you still got the top three in there. You know yeah. Zero Dawn, or not Zero Dawn, you know Forbidden West, you know yeah. Ragnarok, and you know Elden Ring are going to be in there. You know that. That's Those were the three, the three epic games that were released. But again, my argument stands. First of all, <laughs> it hasn't been out long enough. Ragnarok hasn't been out very long. It's new. Yeah. For uh, Forbidden West, though it's been out for a while, it is more of the same from the first one. Requiem has gotten great 
cast, but I think Requiem, isn't that fairly new too? There was one before that, or is this the first one? There was one, one a couple of years ago. It was Innocence. Um, yeah, and... it was like Plague Tale Innocence, and then Plague Tale Requiem, yeah. I think, came out. This is the second yeah. one of that. So it's another sequel. It's another sequel. I have to go, and, a... and I don't care for Stray, and I don't know enough. Xenogears is three, and it's a remake, so Elden Ring. It, no, I mean, it's not there's a no contest on this one today. <laughs> it's not a remake. Isn't that, it's oh, a is it a new one? It's a brand new oh. one, but and the thing with the Xenos series is that, from what I understand, each one doesn't refer to the other one. Like one and two are completely separate storylines, and you can play them separately if you want. Um, I'm not a fan, really. Mm. I, I'm not a fan of the series, and that's fine. It's not bad; it's just not my thing. No, like no. tell, I want to try, but I don't know. Is it? Is it that they wanted five games in this list? Is that what it was? Is that pickings for Slim? Like I don't understand why Tunic is not here. I think Tunic could probably be here. Not that it would win, but I think Tunic belongs in a game of the year list. I definitely, um, I de if we're talking about delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technological fields, you've got tunic accessibility, you've got beautiful artwork, you've got fun gameplay, challenging gameplay, you've got action, you've got puzzles, you've got yeah. a very deep and well narrated story that grows as you play where you go, holy shit, there's a lot going on in this thing and a rabbit hole that you can dive into and maybe never find your way out of if you go too deep. That game is yeah. so damn deep that the fact that it's not on here is actually extremely upsetting over Stray. Yeah. I would have easily put that over Stray or Xenogears. Yeah. I'm sorry for people that like Xenogears. That should have been on there. Or Xenoblade or Xeno, whatever the fuck it is. Um, and me being an RPG nerd, you'd think I'd be like, oh yeah, fucking Xenoblade. Everyone should be there. But I, <laughs> I'm the same with Jake. I don't... I tried Xenosaga. I played Xenosaga. I played a couple of the games in there. It just isn't... It's not my type. Of, doesn't hit playthrough yeah. i would happily remove stray and throw tunic into that into that mess um i think tunic delivers on a way that a lot of people just don't appreciate or respect personally but i, I kind of want to play ring stray. If tunic was in here i'd still i'd still pick elden ring for game yeah. of the year and i find that very hard that if it if it does not get game of the year then this place is rigged and i'll never do this episode ever again <laughs> um i'm That's i want to play That's stray now to see what makes stray so special I don't feel like it belongs in half of these categories myself. Something tells me when they do the announcements next week of the winners, I bet you God of War Ragnarok wins more awards overall than Elden Ring. Elden Ring will probably win one or two, but something tells me Ragnarok is going to be like the one, that, the big winner. And I just, I think it just, it just Elden Ring, I think is too weird for the mainstream. I think is what it is, but I, mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I don't know if it's too weird. I'll give you narrative. Yes, I'll give you that. But the popularity of Elden Ring is pretty deep and it's pretty big. I get, it's I get God of War got a huge following sure. too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Souls was Souls is big. I, I would be shocked. I would honestly be shocked. I don't. I agree with you that God of War will probably win a lot more than I think it should. Um, but I don't. I think Elden Ring. Elden Ring is going to walk away with Game of the Year. I personally, and yeah. this is not me being biased. This is not me trying to get a goat out of Jake. I just feel like on all aspects of the game within itself and its playability and its accessibility outside of it being hard, easier, easier. I say that very quotationally easier than most souls games that allow you to do play it the way you want to, as opposed to like Jake said, I need a sword and a shield or in my aspect, I need to roll. I need to be able to roll a lot. Um, I think this game will win outside of uh, God of War, at least yeah. for Game of the Year, personally. Like out of all the categories, this is the one Game of the Year and Elder Ring to me makes sense. I I do like Elder Ring. I think it's a fantastic game. I I I mean I know I didn't beat it. I will someday. 
but what I played, the 90 think, hours I did play of it is fantastic. And I do think it's game right. of the year uh, contender for sure. It was just the other categories where I'm like, eh, you know, I am glad to see. I don't think that. you. You but, haven't bashed this as bad as I think you think you're 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 saying. No, I think you've been actually very like understanding. I know narrative. You and I kind of got a little whatever about it, but yeah, you you've. You you've leaned on the side of it a lot more than I had anticipated. I thought you and I were going to be like, well, I guess we're not talking no. for two weeks after this. So <laughs> no, I like the game. I do. You know what it yeah, is? Yeah, is yeah. the golden the golden joystick awards, which we did announce their winners this past week, because the other game awards going on this week. They gave best multiplayer to Elden Ring. Makes zero sense to me when you have games like Shred's Revenge and Call of Duty and fuck even Overwatch. Yes, there's multiplayer in Elden Ring, and by no means do I think it's it's worth that award. I'm glad the Game Awards doesn't even nominate it because that would blow my fucking mind. I can't believe it won that other award. It's crazy to me. It, Elden is, it is weird that it won yeah. the best it's multiplayer so game. That's a little. That's kind of a stretch. Yeah. So, but that's what makes me believe that it's going to win more stuff on here. If it's going to win something as Hassanine as best multiplayer game, when you have stuff like Among Us and you have stuff like Overwatch yeah. and Genshin Impact and these and Treader's Revenge and all these games that are multi, they're specifically multiplayer games. And that one won out of all of them. I, th I feel Fucking like this wild. one's going to get a lot more love, whether yeah. it's whether it's invited or not. And I'm going to be along for the ride. So let's go, go yeah. Elden Ring all the way. I, I am curious to see what they do with Elden Ring in the future. Uh, if there's a sequel, I think there's going to be a sequel. How can there not be a sequel to Elden Ring? But if they do a sequel, what does what does the story even look like? What the hell do they even do? Is it just going to be like another random... Like the Dark Souls games, 1, 2, and 3. I mean, they're great, but they don't feel anything... Anyway, the story in these games is just weird to me. I get. I love honestly the one and three are the only two that are really like married together. Two Connected could have together. been its own game if it wasn't called Dark Souls. But one and one yeah. and three are really the only two that have revisiting locations, places that you remember from the first one into the third one. Two is literally its own beast. It's its own okay. thing and it's doing its own thing, which is it's it's a great game. Don't get me wrong, but if they changed the title of Dark Souls and made it something else, and just right. played it the way, and they're just like we're from FromSoft. This is like. I don't know, demon shoe finder or some shit, <laughs> then you'd be like, oh, it's a FromSoft game, so it's going to be difficult, but a lot of people don't like it because it doesn't mix in with the lore of the other stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's actually, it's a really good game if you can just eliminate the fact that it is a Dark Souls game. That's that's the only difference about that's it. Fair. But And there's other games yeah. that, where I've said that, where if the name was different, it would be a much better game. It's just because the expectation right. that the name brings to some things is a bit weird. So, All right. Very true. Yeah, I mean, I think we agree, honestly. Elden Ring's a fantastic game, and it deserves a lot of these, but there's a few where I'm like, really now? Although I think I'm with you. I'm more upset Ragnarok being held to the same level in nominations that Elden Ring is. That doesn't agree. work for me at all. That doesn't sit Even well with me. It doesn't bode well with me either. So Yeah, that's pretty really <laughs> odd. So. All right. Well, uh, we are pressed me to cancel. You can find us on YouTube if you're watching us live, or you can find us on uh, Stitcher and Pocket Cast and Amazon Music for some reason, or also on Google and Apple Podcasts. Or if you're failing that, just check out our website, pressbetocancel.com. Uh, Chard, where can folks find you? 
Uh, here with my good friends, uh, we miss Sinistar, Wolf, and uh, GP today, but they are celebrating and traveling and doing things with their family for the uh, American holiday of Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. But we love you guys and uh, hope you're being safe out there. Jake, thank you for letting me have uh, be on here with you. You can find me at Twitch at uh, www.twitch.tv forward slash Chardmonk and most other social media platforms as long as they are still active. Um, you'll see me there. Yeah, and uh, I am sick, Jake. You can find me. I, I kind of told myself I'm going to give up on Twitter. I haven't really checked it this past week. I am on Macedon, <laughs> sick Jake at Mass.2, if you care about that. Otherwise, you can find me actually on YouTube. I'm been ramping up some stuff for YouTube and possibly Twitch. I'm, I got to see. But you can find me, S-I-C-J-A-K-E, most any social media platform that's available, except Hive. Fuck Hive. Anyway, thank you very much, everybody. Everybody have a great night. Elden Ring is the greatest game of the year 2022. And if you don't like Elden Ring, then I think you just like to watch the world burn. Thank <laughs> you.